Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. I think that we spend so much time, especially in the online digital space, talking about how do I get them in? How do I get them in? And and that's important. That's relevant. But there's also the question of once they're there, how do you keep them there in addition to how do you get the maximum revenue possibility out of them? That's a clip from today's interview with Nicole Walters talking about the funnel after the funnel. She's going to define for you exactly what that is and why that's so important for you to help you scale your business, but also serve more people too. We're also going to get into her story about how she actually quit her job live in front of an audience, how she's since then built a seven-figure business, and how she keeps it all together while being an amazing mother too. We'll get into that in just a moment. But first, hey, let's cue the intro music. Here we go. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, if he could be any character in a Disney movie, it would be Flynn Rider, Pat Flynn. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining me in this session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. We are in 305 and speaking today with Nicole Walters from NicoleWalters.tv. She is somebody who I've known over the past few years, and I've heard her name a number of times. Until this past year when we've gotten to know each other really well, we've spoken on the same stage together, and she's just a fantastic woman who has so much energy, as you'll hear, but also a ton of amazing knowledge, and uh, it's just pretty incredible what she's gone through and what she has learned and is going to share with you, as I mentioned there in the intro. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. Here we go. Nicole from NicoleWalters.tv. Nicole, welcome to the SBI podcast. Finally, I'm so excited you're here. Welcome. Pat, I'm so excited I'm here. This is long overdue. We've been friends. I'm so excited. We, we uh, gosh, it, it has been long overdue and, and not just because we've talked about this, but because, oh and I, I didn't even tell you this right before we recorded, but I've had several emails come in from people literally asking me, can you please have Nicole on your podcast? Because she will provide some amazing information for your audience, which I know will happen. So um, kudos to you for building such an amazing community. Well, Pat, it wasn't cheap to do it, okay? Do you know how much I had to pay those people to send those emails? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's no, the secret now. That's the secret sauce, guys. Everyone, turn it off. It's done. All right, no, episode so over. Episode over. Now, this is fun, and I'm excited to be here. You guys have you have the greatest crew, and so I'm excited to share. Yeah, my audience is amazing, and, and they deserve this content because what, about, what, what you're going to teach them through what we're going to talk about later on 
uh, is related to not just building uh, a huge, amazing, supportive community and you being able to do it in such a quick time period. We'll talk about how you excelled through that. But also beyond that, you have this thing that you call, you know, the funnel after the funnel. And we'll right. kind of unpack what that means in a little bit. But it's it's gosh, it's something I need to think about, too. So we'll get into that in just a minute. But Nicole, can you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and how you got to what it is that you do? Absolutely. So I come from a corporate background. I used to work in healthcare, and um, gosh, it was it was great being a senior executive. You know, I was 28, so I had big dreams and a millennial attitude, meaning like, how come I don't run this place in three years? <laughs> and, you know, and uh, and it, when my boss looked at me one day and said, "Hey, you know, after this, you're kind of going to keep doing this for a couple of years, and and then we'll see what happens after that." I just I kind of died a little inside. I was like, you know, I have so much more to offer. So uh, in grand, burn the bridge behind you fashion, I quit my job live live online in front of 10,000 people. Wait, what? yeah, 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 yeah. I went on to Periscope, uh, was the app that was just sort of taken off at the time. And I've been documenting my entrepreneurial journey all along the way. So here's me blogging, here's me trying out stuff, a lot like what you did, Pat, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. sharing what worked and sharing what didn't, but also, you know, crying in the tub and, you know, sharing what it's like being a mom while doing all of it and doing it live. And then the day came where I was like, you know what? This job is feeding my family, but it's not feeding my soul. I'm, I'm kicking this thing. Oh. And um, everyone was like, hey, do it in front of me. I want to see it. You know, you, you, you aren't going to take us all this way and then leave us here outside the door. And so um, I quit my job live in front of everyone. And from then on, I've managed to build a multi, and now officially as of this year, multi seven-figure business. Um, and I've been doing this thing full-time for three years now and, and just loving it. What? Okay, this is, some of you listening are probably like, let's, this, A, this is crazy, B, I'm inspired, C, let's talk more about this. So, so this was three years ago, you were unhappy with your job, you went in, you periscoped it, Mm -hmm. like, First of all, do you still have that video somewhere? I do have that video. I actually only share that video with members of my community. Okay, and totally I okay. And I haven't been able to watch that video since the day it happened because it's like way too real. I just, I'm not ready yet. It's like way too real. Well, let it me ask crazy. you, what was the initial feelings that you were having as soon as you had made that decision? You went in, you told your boss that you were done. How did you feel after that moment? So it was a combination of like, elation and like the world's biggest pressure like I just did this in front of people like I cannot fail right you know like half the people were that were watching were like this girl's an idiot she'll never get a job again not understanding that like dude I don't want one you know and then the other side of it was people who were like saying like I'm in it for this girl to win because I need to win and they're watching it also and so it was um, tons of excitement where the real feelings came in was the day after when I was standing in my kitchen by my island holding a cup of coffee and crying because I was like I don't know where to be. <laughs> Why? Like, I just, wait, what? You know, and I had tons of work to do, but it was this sort of like, it's all over. So now what, you know? And, um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling, but, uh, before you know it, the, there's more to do than you have in hours in the day and, and it all comes together beautifully. And you had a little bit of a following in a blog at that time when you had quit and I totally did. I totally did. So for anyone who's listening, it definitely wasn't a, oh, I just quit my job and just hope for the best. You know, it wasn't one of those situations. I I like to call it hiring myself. I built a place to go. So I'd been blogging for five years while working in corporate. And then when I finally quit to open my own consulting firm, I I do what I did in corporate. So it's not like I quit to do something vastly different. Mm -hmm. I I, I built my and scaled my corporation from 2 million to 200 million. So I just do the same now for a different audience, everyday entrepreneurs. Corporate strategies to build their business with success. 
That's awesome. Okay, so from yeah. there, you're crying at the counter, and then when do you finally pick yourself up, and what, what are the first things that you do? Sure. So um, fortunately, I had clients, you know, so I'd already started testing things out and I'd managed to make about $11,000 in three weeks through a mixture of affiliate income, uh, sold mini info products. Like I had a quick video tutorial um, and that was $12.99 on how to um, set up an Amazon store, which is non-existent now. But, you know, at the time um, that was quite lucrative as a product for me and then coaching. So um, or not coaching, but individual uh, client consulting. So um, I had a couple of clients there. So I mean, I couldn't cry at the counter for long because, you know, the phone was ringing and I had work to do. And then how did you be able to, like, at what point in this journey did you finally realize that, yeah, like, this is, I got something here that I can take full steam and, and now it's a real business? Well, I, I already had like a sketch and an outline going prior to this because I'd built other companies before. So I knew that I needed multiple streams of income. I knew that I needed to have a diversified product. So I couldn't have multiple streams of income, meaning seven different types of mastermind packages or seven different types of uh, specialty coaching. You know, I needed to have things that, that greatly varied. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that if one, you know, wasn't doing so great, something would support the other. And then I also knew that I had to have... Um, you know, general monetary goals to make sure that I could continue to pay myself the same income because uh, I have a family to support. So I sketched all that stuff out before my quit day. And then after my quit day, it just became about executing that process with excellence. That's great. So that was about three, two and a half, three years ago. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, I'm still here. And I think that every entrepreneur can really align with that feeling. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I'm still here, you know. Gosh, I, I sometimes think to myself, like, could it all go away one day? And would I go back into the workforce, which the answer would be no. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Sometimes like when I go in and like I buy a car, like I'm my family's resident go-to car person. Like I go with people cause I negotiate and sell like crazy. And like, I get the itch where I'm kind of like, what would it be like to, you know, have vacation days again? You know, <laughs> like, what would it be like to pay time off, you know, and, yeah. and just that structure. But, um, but I wouldn't trade it in for the world. It is amazing to be able to serve in your purpose, change lives and, and chart your own course. Like there's nothing else like it. Not only that, you are, like myself, a big family person, mm-hmm. and you, you care so much about your family. It, it comes through in your presentations and your work online. Talk a little bit about your family, because I know there's there's a story there uh, that a lot of people can just, we'll get to know you a little bit better through it. Sure, sure. So um, my I am a mom of three girls, um, and I'm married. I've been married for 10 years to the hubbin, um, my husband, Josh, and uh, my girls are 6, 15, and 18, and I um, adopted all three of them. So we, uh, around the time that I was getting ready to to quit my job. And when I finally said I have to make this entrepreneur thing full time um, and generate some real income, uh, it was because we'd met our girls through a Baltimore City foster situation. And essentially, we'd taken these girls into our home. Their mother was struggling with some addiction issues, and she was going to jail for a year. So uh, we decided that we would, you know, continue to parent these girls. And um, when she was released, it just was clear that our home was the best situation for them. So um, we became parents to three girls. And I knew that one, we didn't have a college savings fund and I had a kid going to college in a year and I had another one following her two years after that. So uh, I needed to make this work um, and I needed to make sure that I was able to give them everything that they deserved. And so, um, and then also I wanted to be home. You know, I realized that they'd been denied a lot of love and, uh, and they deserved it and they just light up my whole life. So now I'm a mom of three kids and, you know, 
it's the greatest thing ever, you know, being an entrepreneur and being able to actually experience every single element of that parenting life. It's the best. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that we were all able to experience because you also shared this on a live stream, which uh, seems there seems to be a pattern here for a lot of like big <laughs> moments in your life, right? With right, right. live streaming it. And, and you are like myself, very transparent and open and you love bringing people into your life to kind of show them how things work and how you think. And right. one of those things is when your daughter went to college. Oh my gosh, yes. So and this thing I, went viral. It was crazy. So I have actually had, I just had, I have another video going viral right now. I've had three viral videos in the past like four months. Describe, vi- like define viral for us. So I've had one that's done 20 million views. I've, uh, I've done, I have one that's done 5.6 the last time I checked million views. And the one that I just posted last week right now is at like close to 130,000 views. And like, and it gets picked up by different media outlets and national outlets it's the wonkiest thing and and it's like pat i gotta tell you i wish i could say i had a formula to just give to your audience i know they're like how do i do it right Mm -hmm. the only thing i know is that like don't wear makeup don't have a wig on be a hot mess you know and wear sweatpants (laughs) and like might go viral you know what i mean like that is like the only thing i can say because it's just uh, being transparent and sharing consistently that seems to be the thing that happens but yeah like my daughter went to college and she like ghosted us for like three days where we just like hadn't she just gotten there and we didn't hear from her. And so like we went down there to remind her, like, we still love you. We still care about you and know you're not going to disappear, you know? And, um, that went viral like really quickly. I, I just, I just never would have expected it, but people seem really interested in the fact that we've got this like wonky, you know, God created family. In addition to this, like, you know, this thriving burgeoning entrepreneur thing. It's just, mm-hmm. there's a lot happening over here, Pat. There's a lot happening. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the, what was the latest video that went, went viral? I didn't even know that that, that yeah. happened. Yeah, well, it's just happened. It just happened since last week, and I woke up today and had all these media requests in my inbox, and I was like, oh no, oh no, because <laughs> I'm getting ready to travel. So I'm like, oh, what's going on? So this one was. Um, my neighbor came over unexpectedly at like eight o'clock at night and my family were a disaster. So like, I mean, there was food everywhere. We're just like, I mean, like I never brawn like Pat, my situation was not together. And like, so he comes over and he's wearing like the universal sign for murder, which is like leather gloves and a leather jacket. Right. And he's like knocking on the door and I'm like, we're about to die. And of course my husband who grew up in the suburbs, cause I'm a city girl just goes and opens the door like no big deal. And it's so like my, one of my kids just goes and dives behind the other couch the other one notices that my neighbor brought over his like his his son's like you know hot like they're like oh he's hot you know he comes over and they're just like we can't even we can't even like they're embarrassed needless to say i did a video of the aftermath where i was like guys this is just like i wasn't ready (laughs) and people just they thought it was hilarious they totally connected with it um everyone's like yeah you know real life what are you gonna do (laughs) well sometimes uh as a lot of you know we create and we create and sometimes you know things don't get picked up in other times they do, and like Nicole was saying, sometimes there's just no formula. It just happens sometimes. But there are other things that you purposefully do that uh, help you grow and scale your business for sure. And one of those things that I know that you've focused a lot on and you're becoming known for is really the community building aspect. I mean, you you have a, an incredible set of fans. And Nicole and I were speaking at an event together. It was a business boutique with Christy Wright in Nashville. And we were going through the hallways and, you know, there's 3,000 women there. And apparently it had spoken there the year before. And I swear, we we didn't go 10 feet between you getting stopped and having a person ask you for their autograph or wanting a, wanting a selfie or all this stuff and just thanking you for all that you've done for them. And people getting together, even without you, saying like, oh my gosh, like, isn't Nicole awesome? And I just saw that everywhere. So 
it's just a testament to the value that you provide and the care that you have for the community. I'm, I'm curious to, and we could start here. How, how did you build that community in such a way? So, oh my gosh, yes. Uh, it's so cool because I have the most awesome community. Uh, that we call them rich friends or we call each other rich friends. And it's because we're rich in purpose and we're rich in value and we're rich in family and um, and we're working on getting rich in coin also. So uh, this community is just unmatched. And I, I honestly think that the way that that it was built was really just by by being real people from the beginning. So uh, some of the things I think you mentioned that you've done before, Pat, when I first started, I knew that the way I was going to distinguish myself in this space, you know, amongst all these people out here who are offering various services was through my service. So, I mean, I picked up the phone and I called people and I send birthday cards and I, you know, check up on them if a family member is sick and I remember names and I remember hobbies and, you know, we have our tiny rich friends and we celebrate when there are new births in our community. And these are all things that um, lend a feeling of, you know, one, not just feeling like a client or a customer, but, you know, genuinely being a friend and also making the internet not so big of a place. And what's great is, you know, I talk to these people every single day. So when we finally meet in person, it just, it's kind of bringing everything full circle. Like, I feel like we've already known each other for a long time. And, um, you know, all this stuff I think has also helped my results in terms of my products because you're more likely to implement when you know that a friend is sort of watching over you and counting on you um, in a way that uh, you may not do if you just feel like it's a coach experience. It's a lot harder to let down your friend. So uh, yeah, the rich friend community, we, we roll deep and um, and it's great because the community is hands on its own. It's, I may have founded it, but it's not built around me. Like rich friends are a thing of their own. I love that. And, and that's, that's kind of the cool thing for beginner entrepreneurs. When you are building a community in whatever nature you're in, you have an advantage because you can have those interactions oh, with yeah. people, right? Like, is that how you started? You just picked up the phone and started calling people who started to pay attention to you? Absolutely. I mean, partly because I was like, you know, I didn't have the money for a team, you know, so I answered every email and I, and I still do. And I picked up the phone and I called people, you know, regularly because sometimes it's easier over the phone. And if people were showing up on my live broadcast regularly, I noted it and I said their name and I acknowledged them and I thanked them for being there. And I answered the comments on my post and, you know, I still do that. I manage all of my own social media myself. Uh, so if you, you know, send me a tweet, you're getting me in response, you know, and, um, and I find that that has truly helped deep in the relationship that people know that they actually have access to me and I'm not going anywhere. How do you manage now that you've grown much bigger? Um, I still manage my own social media. Um, for my inbox, I have an assistant who goes in there and sorts through my emails. Anything that's labeled for Nicole only um, as the subject line, it goes directly into a folder where that I read myself. Um, and, you know, because we have private messages from dedicated members of the community and then um and that kind of helps me not have to read every single thing in the inbox and um and yeah and it just keeps a personal intimate how do you keep the community because the community is not just you know you nicole talking to them and them talking to you it's about them talking to each other in what ways are you facilitating those discussions and allowing them to happen Sure. So it was tactical. I think that that's one of the biggest mistakes that when people um, build communities in this entrepreneur, especially digital online spaces, they, they worry so much about the community being centered around them and the community being something that uh, they are the, the head of and the leader of when a good community should stand on its own um, because that is something that they'll talk about other places. So a lot of it was the language when we first came in the community. We talk about rich friends being real friends. We encourage uh, them to get together. You know, we will have many groups and many small groups where people are able to have uh, sessions, you know, for accountability 
accountability. And I'm not afraid to allow, you know, my community to live and breathe on its own, uh, independent of me, because, uh, frankly, we can, I can serve them well, but if we all work, we serve each other. And that's something that I always continuously infuse into the community that we, that we have to help each other. And we have regional meetings and things like that too. So it's great. And so you're meeting with people in person, it seems. Oh yeah. Oh Um, yeah. They're, they're meeting with each other. How do you uh, foster that community online? Yeah, so online we have, I have a membership group. So this is a membership group that I built out of a Facebook group that was tied with my course. Mm. So um, do you want me to break that down? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the SPI folk, you guys grab pens and papers. Okay, let's go. Yeah. So <laughs> here's how we do it. So um, I had a course that, or I still have a course called 1K in One Day Academy, where I teach people just business basics like LLC, DBA, just doing all the things to make sure that you're, you're acting like a business so you can get paid like one. So so I started that and I had the compatible you know Facebook group that goes along with most courses that can kind of walk you through the experience. Well, when people go through my course experience, unlike a lot of course creators, not you, Pat, because I know that we see eye to eye on service, but I am very present. It's not a set it and forget it. It's yep. not just, you know, run by somebody else. I am there, I'm interacting, and I just overserve. Well, I did this for an entire year, and uh, what I did was I didn't close the group. So typically at the end of those um, course experiences, you close the group, and that's just that. But what I did was I actually left the group open, and I created an alumni experience. So after about seven launches, I um, combined all of these people into a single group, and I then proceeded to serve this group as if it was a membership group, meaning I provided monthly trainings. I continued to uh, run, I think, every quarter we ran through the course again for anyone who didn't finish or anyone who, you know, things had changed their life or they wanted a refresher. Um, I just continued to serve them. Is this and there still was on a- Facebook? This group? Yes, this was all still on Facebook. Okay, cool. So... Then we had, um, and I did this, it was at expense to me. Um, it cost me about 1500 a month to keep this group open, and I was not earning extra revenue from this alumni group. Uh, the group at this point totaled... I believe it was 1500 or so. And, um, and I did this for a full year. And after that year, I told everyone that I was going to close the group. I said, um, you know, I'd like to do something bigger and I'd like to transition this into a bigger way um, where I'm able to bring in even better experiences, more unique experiences. I wanted to build a custom member portal uh, with additional content, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, Everyone who was, who wanted to continue this rich friend journey, they were more than welcome to come. There would be live events, there would be bonuses, perks, things like that. But I wouldn't be able to do that, you know, at no expense. So I converted the group over to a member group. So my initial member group um, immediately converted over, and I did about, if if we looked at the annual revenue, it was like four hundred and twenty k within a week from the existing member group. So wow. I converted these people over. Yeah, it was, and I mean, it was it was a blessing. It was just such a nice vote of confidence that one the the experience was valuable. But um, you know, I more than got my return on over a year of service. So wait, this uh, was this was a a membership that cost how much? Uh, the membership group for uh, for these members was grandfathered at forty seven dollars. Uh, the group uh, now cost one forty seven a month. Okay. In order and, to be and that, there. that total, where, where did the 420K come from? So it came from uh, some people had paid for like, you know, several years in advance. Like people are like, I never want to leave and I never want to forfeit wow. my grandfathered fee. Um, so we have people that have, you know, purchased 
three-year and five-year memberships. <laughs> so, because uh, they just, they're like, I'm, I'm in it for good. Um, and then we had some people who, um, who paid $47. Some people who said they didn't get in. And then like within three months, they were like, I missed this so much. I want back in. And then they paid at the regular rate. So, um, because we welcomed back in, but you didn't take advantage of the grandfathered rate. So, mm-hmm. um, so it worked out really well. We, so I had this group that I'd been nurturing for free, you know, for, um, well, not for free, but, you know, at an expense to me for that for a year. And then I converted that over. Um, and we started off the year with this group that I didn't have to find off the street that I, that I, they were already familiar with a group that was already functioning. And, um, and then I used a huge part of those funds to build a custom member portal. So I have a custom member portal that goes along with it so that all the interaction isn't solely in Facebook. So I can actually own that relationship. Um, after that happened, uh, from each launch thereafter um, of my course, 1K One Day, we have a compatible Facebook group, but now each of those members is now offered uh, the opportunity to join this member group. And that is the only way to get access to this member group. So um, after several more launches, we now, as of December 15th, maybe it was the 19th of uh, 2017, we scaled the member group to a million dollar member group that has never been launched to the public and um, costs zero marketing dollars. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's incredible. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, to do zero it. marketing, essentially, and to not make it public yet still do that for you. Um, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Yes, it's, um, but I will say that all of that is because of service, 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 service. Like we serve like crazy. And when I say we, I mean me and my team. So my team is like, they're known internally amongst the rich friends as the Chick-fil-A of customer service. I mean, they're all my pleasure at everything. You know what I mean? Like they're really good. And so my team, I mean, they're handling needs. Like, you know, we have a like clear the inbox by 11 a.m. rule, you know, um, East Coast, you know, and, uh, you know, pick up the phone and call if you haven't served it after one or two touches. A lot of these things are corporate things that we are applying in an online world where you don't get to see that very much. And um, and then also the other part is I'm present. You know, I think that um, unfortunately, we've kind of gotten to this place where everyone's all automation, automation, and you can't automate relationships. You have to be present. You, you get paid for doing work. So so the idea that I would have a million dollar group that I never show up in is, is ludicrous. You know, I don't want to hand it over to people. It, it's the place that I serve and I'm getting paid to to do so in addition to the fact that I love these people and I love this community and I'm into what they've got going on and I want to be there to support them and help them grow. So um, it's my favorite place to hang out. And uh, what's great is I've got this annual recurring income that continues to scale um, and I've yet to launch it to the public. And I don't know if we ever will open it to the public. The only way to get into this group is if you go through the journey. Yeah, right. I wouldn't. <laughs> Pat shut that down. He's like, oh yeah, no. Don't do it because this is <laughs> special. Don't do it. It's very special. And it's cool because then we go places like we have like, you know, our little clubs and we've got like our rich friend pins. and We've got like club cards, you know, and we do trips and excursions like a bunch of us went to Cancun and all these things are included like, you know, as part of the membership. So we've done we've taken groups of people to Cancun. We've done challenges where we've had yacht club trips in March. We're all going on a cruise together. Um, and it's just sort of this like inside country club, yacht club, secret society, fun thing of like the coolest, dopest entrepreneurs online, not including the SPI crew. They're also very cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's super cool. When when you made that transition from Facebook to your own membership portal, was there any pushback? Oh my gosh, it was not easy. Um, so there were three things that happened, three dynamics. The first one was that um, I just felt like trash. 
I am not going to lie. I was terrified that everybody was going to be like, are you kidding me? You know, like, I don't care how you serve for a year. Like, why on earth would we think there'd still be value? You know, because imposter syndrome, nerves, whatever. I just am so invested that I didn't want to lose my friends, right? So there was that part. Um, the second part was, um, you know, some people were like, no, like, you know, I've been living rent free in this house and now you're telling me you don't want to pay rent anymore. <laughs> you know, like, it's just kind of, that's crazy. You know, people just, so people respond differently at times, you know, when you say you're taking away something, if they're using it or not using it, you know, so there was that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the last part was I, I knew that some people would be excited and be all in, but I also was aware that that knew, now meant that I needed to up the ante. I had to be even more valuable than I was before. And, um, and that was some additional pressure. So yeah, there was pushback. I um, mean, there was, but there was an opportunity to step up and grow and people who jumped in are thrilled that they did. That's awesome. The, the one question I want to ask before we start to get into the funnel after the funnel sure, is that it, it, it is obvious that you are very dedicated to your community of rich friends. I'm sure a lot of them are listening right now. I hope they're smiling during this because they get to hear you talk they're about the journey smiling, here. Smiling, smiling, Pat, they're screaming. They're screaming <laughs> right now. Like, yes, Nicole, right? Like collectively, I can feel <laughs> that there is a yes, Nicole, like rich friends for life. It's happening. <laughs> now, with all the time and effort that you're using to help and serve them, how are you balancing that with you as a mother and a family person? Because this is something that, you know, I, I obviously care so much about the SPI audience in the same exact way. That only that community is going to only get even more tight over time as I do yes. um, somewhat similar things to, to what you've been up to now that my courses are out. But also I have two kids as well and I want to make sure that I'm always there for them too. Like what have been some of the struggles and how are you able to, to you know, stay family and business? Sure. So, I mean, there's two things. One, I grant myself some grace. You know, I, I think that we're really hard on ourselves as if everyone's able to juggle everything. Like you can't, there's always going to be a ball on the floor. And for me, a lot for almost two years of full-time entrepreneurship, that ball on the floor was my health. Um, I, I just wasn't taking care of myself. I recently lost about 60 pounds and that was because I finally figured out how to balance all of that. But, you know, in the meantime, I am more of our meals are less home cooked. They're more like, you know, salads and green things and to prepare foods, you know, and, and we're okay with that. We're not dying. You know what I mean? But once in a while, it's nice when I make a home cooked meal, but the idea that you're going to juggle everything is just ludicrous. No one's juggling all the things and most of us have help, you know? So, um, that's the other side of it too, is I have a team, you know, and I didn't have a team in the beginning, but I also didn't have as many obligations in the beginning. So as your obligations and duties grow to make sure that you can continue to be where it matters most and be present while you're in that moment, you've got to leverage using a team and in doing both of those things, I find that wherever I am, I'm able to give a hundred percent, and and that I think is what people recognize and what really counts. I love that, and 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 I have to second the team situation oh, yeah. because that's something that I've had to really get over. Actually, the fact that mm-hmm. I needed a team in order to grow and, and scale and still be a hundred percent present with my audience, but also at the same time let the team do their thing so that I can also be a hundred percent present with my family. Definitely. Yeah, it's 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 definitely tough when you're so invested because in those early days when it's just you and that computer, you know, like it's just like it's just it's just me and you, buddy, and we're making this happen, you know. And then you're like, all right, I gotta like, you know, I gotta hand some of these things off. But do you are you sure you know how to use Microsoft Excel? You know, like it's just like you just gotta like let it go, you know. And once you but once you do, you realize, oh my gosh, this I like I just hired a new team member, which is my um 
my first person I've ever paid six figures, you know, on my team. So like, for me, that's like a, a really big deal. Cause I feel like, okay, now I'm like a for real business owner. <laughs> like now I really have a job and like, and it's crazy when you realize that you're, you know, supporting someone else's family. It's like, totally. pictures, you know, but what's cool is I just realized like for the past two, three weeks, cause he just started, you know, in, in the end of December, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I, I feel like I don't, I'm not doing as much stuff. And I told him and he was like, it's cause I'm doing it. <laughs> you know? like, and I'm like, Oh, I was like, this is weird. I feel like I, I feel like I have more free time. I just didn't know what to do with myself, you know, yeah. but it means I'm delegating well. And it also means that like he's serving his purpose. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a biggie. Hire that help. You That's need cool. It. May I ask you and feel free to say no, but what position commands uh, a six figure uh, income like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm head of operations. So it's like my number two, like chief operating officer. So um, it's the person that and you could totally ask, listen, Pat, nothing's off limits only for you and SPI. So understand that (laughs) all your your crew, no tweeting and sharing, sharing my top secret stuff. You can only share that this was the best podcast ever and people need to come listen to it. But Mm -hmm. you can't tell, you can't say what was in it. (laughs) No, but seriously, the um, it's my head of operations. So that's the person who runs as as you when you're not around you know so redundancy is important like i need to make sure that you know if i need to go somewhere or do something that these things can go off without you know a hitch and that there's someone who can make those calls that i trust that's also capable um and that handles some of the vision and the growth outside of myself so uh that is absolutely worth it and then furthermore once you get that person on your team you have to pay them to retain them so i i want to make sure that that person who is you know well versed in my business doesn't go anywhere so you better believe that they're going to get you know a good a good chunk of the business as well and that's um it's that I mean, that's from corporate in terms of the structure and the hierarchy. It just makes sense. How did you find that person? So I actually was working at a um, at another event and this person was being um, underutilized, meaning like they they had a ton of skills, but they were in a role that just wasn't suited to what they were doing. And we had built a friendship over the course of over a year. And then finally, when they decided to leave that company, um, I reached out for some indiv- individual projects, which is how I start with any new hire. Mm-hmm. Um, I just work with them on a project basis. And then after that, um, I said, you know what, there seems to be a lot of synergies here. I'd love for you to come on in a full-time capacity. And uh, they were more than excited to do so. I love it. Thank you for uh, painting that picture for us. I think that's actually really, really, really helpful for everybody. Sure. Cool. So let's talk about the funnel after the funnel. You had mentioned this phrasing to me, and I love, I love the sound of it, but I don't sure. know necessarily what it means. Can you, can you teach us your ways, Nicole? What, <gasps> what is teach this? Ways. So funnel after the funnel is what happens when people are already in house. So I think that we spend so much time, especially in the online digital space, talking about how do I get them in? How do I get them in? And and that's important. That's relevant. But there's also the question of once they're there, how do you keep them there? In addition to how do you get the maximum revenue possibility out of them? Right. Like after how a subscription or after a purchase? Oh, this is after a purchase, after they come in the doors, period. So uh, we, so one thing that you'll notice and that I think you've covered very well um, is just, you know, uh, pulling in great content that makes people want to come in and buy, whether it's integrating affiliate links in your email or, you know, even being online and, and pitching something or selling from the stage, whatever, you're getting that person in the door. Okay. But after they're in the door, there's a funnel after the funnel, right? So whatever you did, funnel rise, great, they're here and now they're ready to give you money. But now we have a response responsibility, both as people who are committed to our legacy and service, but also as, you know, good entrepreneurs trying to make money to make sure to take these people on a transformation journey. And the way that I do this, the way that I teach it is through something called customer mapping. Now, customer mapping is when people come in, 
you walk them through the first sort of introductory experience. And this first introductory experience, oh, none of these things are free, by the way. The first introductory experience can be um, any variety of things. It can be a um, an email course. It could be a mini course. It could be um, a low-level discovery call or coaching session. It could be um, you know a, a small workshop or lecture or webinar, just something that is a minimal time investment from you, ideally something that is evergreen, uh, meaning they can access it at any time. And then um, also something that gives people a strong introduction to how you teach, how you operate, the language that you use within your community, and unpacks any of the mindset or um, misbehaviors that led them to the problem that they're coming to you for a solution. So that's the first step in the customer map. Um, The next part of that journey, which would be introduced at the end, the culmination of that uh, initial experience. So at the end of the workshop, you give them the option to continue the journey. You need to know in advance where you're going to send them to continue their transformation. So the next thing might be into a slightly higher ticket item, uh, which is an investment that will make sense financially, meaning you don't have to oversell it because they've already gone through this introductory experience. So the next thing might be a a mid-range course you know, priced, let's just say, depending on what your market is, right? Because pricing varies based on what your your market and your offering is. But let's say it's, you know, if your first product was $47, your next thing might be $197 to $397. And um, that course experience will, um, will allow the person to go through and learn and acquire some skill, meaning... They are now, you know, I've unpacked the mindset stuff. I've dealt with the drama. I know how you talk. I'm ready to listen to you. I trust you. And I made a minimal investment. I felt like I got a return on it. So now I'm in this deeper experience where I'm able to either work with you one-on-one or, or really attain a skill set that I know is going to be either profitable, transfer, you know, some sort of transformation, but it's an isolated, independent thing. Um, an easy example might be if you are um, teaching someone how to, you know, ride a bike, if that first course experience is, well, why? do you want to ride a bike and why haven't you ridden a bike and you know let me tell you a little bit more about what bike riding is that second experience could be um well let's let's get you on this bike and riding you may not do tricks yet you may not do anything cool but let's let's get you going so you can feel like this is something you can do Mm -hmm. and you can teach that in any number of ways um then the third part of that journey, you know, at the end of that, you say, hey, you know, you now know how to ride a bike, but guess what? Let me tell you that there's something even more to riding bikes. You know, you can learn how to do tricks. You can learn how to ride in different terrain. You can learn about different bikes, but guess what? That's going to vary based on where you are, and I want to continue this journey with you. Let me take you um, to a long-term relationship where I'm walking this journey with you where you are, and that might be so- through something like a membership group, and uh, and and you then walk them in into that experience and you convert from that experience into something new. Mind you, all along this way, we're not talking about, you know, running more Facebook ads and getting more leads. We're not talking about taking people from your content right to a member group or from your content right to a big launch. We're talking about bringing everyone in through this experience so that they're very sticky and that you are maximizing the lifetime revenue per client so that you're getting additional additional coin from each one versus just that one quick short money. We're talking long money. Right. So I've heard in the past, you know, your best customers are your existing customers. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, it's, um, I think that oftentimes you get so caught up in, I need a massive email list and I need all the followers when in reality, you know, what do they talk about? The thousand true fans, right? If you can get a thousand people to spend $97 on you a year, well, now you're a six figure earner. So, so what can happen if you can get those thousand people to now spend a thousand dollars, you know, and, and you never had to spend extra, my Facebook ad revenue a year is like 2000 bucks because I, I, 
but I still run a multi seven figure business um, because I have different income streams and they're diversified. But I also serve the heck out of people that I have. So they'll buy dirty tap water from me because but I don't sell dirty tap water. I sell only the crystal clean, clear, amazing stuff from feet. Yes. Only the best. Of however, course. however, they would because of the way I serve them. They know that I only give them the best of the best. So, so they're stuck with me. They're they're willing to be there in the trenches with me because we're doing this together. So, the journey continues that way, where you're just aware of where you're taking people after you take them. You create this funnel for after the funnel, um, and and that's part of the serving. That's part of making sure that you're actually getting the transformation, and it's also part of building a lasting community that's reliable for revenue as you build your business in other areas. Amazing. How do you manage that? Funnel. Do you have systems in place to know, okay, there are X number of people in this course and only this number in this course, yet there's an email that goes out 30 days after they buy? Like, is it at that level? Absolutely. So, I mean, in the very beginning, it was testing and, and beta testing systems, right? So, all my um, all the pitching that I did of the next step in the journey was actually done live. So, I would like hop in a Facebook group and I would, I would say, hey, guys, this is what the opportunity is. Are you interested? And, and let's answer these questions, you know, so that I could really get a sense for what was happening real time. Um, it's a little scary for some, you know, but it was how I could figure out whether or not this model worked. Um, now some of that's automated where all I have to do is really hop in live and say, hey, an opportunity is coming to your inbox and I will send that email out, you know, to the people that have been selected to join and it'll and it'll go forward that way. Um, but but yeah, I mean, if you are serving with excellence and people are happy where they are and they realize that, you know, this course was one of the best experience I've ever had, which is the thing I'm most proud of is the fact that at every stage of investment that people have taken along my funnel after the funnel, you know, that, that they say to themselves, this was worth more than what I paid to be here. Of course, I will be. I will happily give you my money because I know that I'm going to get ten times the value down the line. It is worth it, and um, so my conversion rate is 43 percent for every single um, stage that I. Well, for my first stage, it's higher. It's seventy percent, but for the for the higher value going into my membership group, I'm able to convert um, anywhere between forty three percent. In one of my launches, we did fifty nine percent of the the member group into or the course group into my membership. Model. Wow. because they have the level of service that they received so um but yeah that's pitched live and then it's followed up with an email and it happens you know a couple of days before the course finally closes so that we can take care so that i can take advantage of that urgency so people understand that it's time to commit but it also allows me the opportunity to still engage in that conversation and have questions in a closed arena um because obviously none of this is done publicly mm-hmm. so cool what tools are you using to help you uh, do all this Oh, yes. So my, my tools, this is my favorite because I know that you're also like a software gadget geek, right? So, kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, obviously, I'm all about Team Samcart, right? They are the Sam greatest. Cart. Woo. Sam Cart, all day, right? So Team Samcart's the greatest. I love all the guys there. I actually live 20 minutes from their headquarters. So um, absolutely love the Samcart guys. They are one of the best checkout systems I have ever used in my life. Easy, seamless, and they work. And um, and I know that Pat has an affiliate link. I'm sure you know that you could probably make sure that every who's interested is able to grab Sam Card if you're not using it already. Um, but they're great. You know, it's seamless. So people can check out there. Um, I use that for um, for my quick intro products, you know, so that people are able to go there, buy those, inexpensive, they get it, the service is excellent. Um, and then I also use, uh, I use Slack. So Slack is the thing that we use for our service during these launch times. Now, uh, our service is, is set up where we like to deal with things like, you know, right away. So we create Slack channels that are dedicated per each um, 
member group. So like effort per each uh, launch course group. So if it's like cycle seven of 1K one day, uh, we will actually create a separate Slack channel for that. And then our communications happen there uh, rather than through email. So uh, we can handle things very quickly. So, I mean, I'll get a phone number sent to me and I'm able to call right away and say, hey, this this is with this is your your community of customers are in Slack with you. No, no, no. This is just my team is in Slack. Okay, okay. Um, and this is how we're handling our customer service. But I have oh, okay, actually, I have tested doing Slack that way, and um, and it's it's difficult. <laughs> you can only do it with a certain number of people because it can get tough to manage. Okay. But uh, okay. but we do have a hotline as part of our member portal, so people can call me. Um, that is one of the perks of being part of the community. You can call me. Um, and you have a phone number, and Wait, it actually what? leads. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. I did not know yeah. that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, okay. I mean. Can we pause just a minute and talk about that? Because that's sure, that that sure. obviously exudes sure. a, a certain level of of care and service, like you've been yeah. talking about. Ha- yeah, okay. absolutely. You don't just put your cell phone number there, do you? No, it's not my cell phone number. It's a Google Voice number, but it goes to my phone. So I've been on live broadcast and like told people, "Hold on a second, and like answered phone calls from from rich friends. Definitely. I would imagine that would just go off all day, every day. Um, what I do is I keep, I keep, I let it roll over to my phone for a certain number of hours a day. So I don't publicize when I'm going to be available on the line, but every day for a certain number of hours, I leave the line open and any calls that come through, I answer them directly. Um, the remainder of the calls that come through go to a, they're transcribed to a Google voice, um, a Google voice email message that goes into a special dedicated inbox that is then filtered by my team yep. and um, comes to me directly so that I can respond. So we have a 24 seven active rich friend hotline. All of your customers, even the lower level products get access to that number. Nope. Only if you are behind closed doors as part of the membership community. Boom. Okay. Got it. Just wanted to, to get the details. Definitely. No, of course, of course. So, um, but yeah, so we, so one of my favorite tools, of course, is Slack so that we can use that uh, just to make sure that we have top level customer service. It's how we address things on the spot. So, I mean, that is something we do for everything, but for for launches in particular, we have dedicated channels. Um, And, and that's been just a game changer. We use Teachable, love Teachable as well. I know you're a Teachable guy too. I love Teachable. You're saying all the right things right now. Right. You know, I love Teachable. Full disclosure, I am an advisor for Sam Cart and Teachable. Well, then, so, I mean, obviously, that's why they're the best also, <laughs> because because you know all the good things. So, <laughs> yeah, so Teachable, so there's that, um, and they're great. I love them. And then I also use ConvertKit. <laughs> hey, look at that. <laughs> I know. Another one. The, the holy trifecta of awesome tools. <laughs> so, um, it, it just works. I mean, honestly, we laugh about it because it's like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. But you know what? People have been doing this for a while and are really into service. They use these platforms because they work, because they are, are fairly inexpensive and they grow with your business. And then lastly, the thing that that's great about Teachable, ConvertKit, and SamCard is all of those teams are run by people who are as dedicated to their business as you are sure. and and their service shows that and uh for me you know if i'm running a high level business with high touch concierge service and you know a lot of compassion you better believe that i want to make sure that the people that are running the systems that i recommend as well as systems that i am leveraging for my team care about it as much as i do so um so yeah those are the systems i use and, and I, i'm sure you have a link below that people can can click yeah i mean those are all great tools and and I'll definitely put the uh, the affiliate links down in the show notes. So that's smartpassiveincome.com slash session 305. But more importantly, I think the link that people want to know is, uh, Nicole, where can people go to find out more information 
from you. And um, I think you said you had something cool to share, too. Yes. So you can learn more at NicoleWalters.tv slash SPI. I've got lots of goodies there for the entire crew. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. And, and, and really quick, one final Nicole piece of advice for all the people out there who are hustling right now, who are listening. They are, they're encouraged. They're motivated. One final piece of advice. I'm pausing because I need a minute. <laughs> so, That's okay. So. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I just wanted a little <laughs> yeah, bit more. I know. Yeah, I know. At the end, I know. I was just, I, and I try not to use any go-tos. Um, okay, got it. So the one thing I want people to realize is in 2018, the resources you need may be in the form of people. So open your eyes, look around, listen closely, and use your resources. Love that. I love that. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I'm sure uh, a lot of people who have never heard of you or maybe they've heard of you but had never gotten to know you now know you and want to hang out with you now. So NicoleWalters.tv slash SPI is where to go. And again, thank you for your time today. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Pat. Bye, guys. Cheers. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Nicole Walters from NicoleWalters.tv. But again, you can also go to NicoleWalters.tv slash SPI to get all the goodies she has to share with you. And of course, if you want the show notes, which has those links and all the other links and resources mentioned in this episode, very easily, you can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 305. Once again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash session 305. Nicole, thank you so much for your energy and your wisdom. Every time I'm with you or even just talk to you virtually like we did today, I'm always smiling. Thank you for making the world smile and helping all of us out today. I appreciate it. And hey, Make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't already because we got a lot of great stuff coming your way and um, it's just it's just gonna be amazing. It's gonna be super helpful for you no matter what level you're at. So make sure you subscribe. Thank you for all the reviews in advance and hey, if you don't know who I am, my name is Pat Flynn. I'm here to help you make more money, save more time and help more people too. Until next time, keep rocking it. Thanks guys. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.